So, I was watching Batman, and I just got to thinking, what does Carmine Falcone feed Killer Croc for lunch? Marconi and cheese. Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. Here we go. Ah, the glorious out of doors. Ah, I see a wild creature out here. I think it's a, uh-oh, oh, oh, crud. It's, oh man, it's, it's a bat free. Um, guys, guys, uh, listen to this sketch by John Bell. Um, I've, I've got to hide. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, I had to hide. I had to get in the building. That bat freeze are dangerous, man. They are dangerous. Oh, okay. Um, I think I'm safe now. Bells in the Bat Free, John Bell's show, can be found at thebatfree.com on the Mutual Audio Network and finer podcast sites. Fine, fine, finer podcast sites. John, are you are you sure that's what I was supposed to read? Yes, yes, the finer sites. We're trying to imply that only the finer sites would carry bells in the... In the... Okay, you can skip that part. Arnie, did you get the blueprints to the convenience store? Here they are, Mr. Bell. I got them, but at what a cost. Did they capture you and torture you? Worse. I had to deal with the county clerk's records office. <sighs> okay, guys, here's the plan. I'll go into the back and meet the receptionist right here. I'll pretend like I'm delivering an important package. Then I'll use these pellets to knock her out. Whoa, those pellets must be heavier than they look. No, 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 these are gas pellets. Oh, a little cymethicone for the tummy there? I drop them on the floor and they create knockout gas. Oh, like on the old Batman TV show, big clouds of red and green gas. Yeah, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Don't forget to wear your nose filters. Don't worry, I'll have them stuck into my nostrils. Now, after she's knocked out, I'll drag her to the big electronic metal security door and use her thumb to open it. Wow, she must be strong, Mr. Bell. Her thumb print, Brad. Oh, well, you better hope there's a printer there. Yeah. Anyway, that takes me into the outer office. At this point, Arnie, you'll be hovering overhead in the helicopter. Roger, Dodger, Mr. Bell. You do know how to fly a helicopter, right? Oh, yeah, I got hours and hours of flying time. Good, excellent. Helicopter Heroes is one of my favorite games. Brad, Arnie will lower you down to the roof, or you'll cut a hole. A hole what, Mr. Bell? A, a hole. A whole hole? You can't cut half a hole. You create a circular void in the roof. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A what? Avoid, Brad, avoid. Don't you know what avoid is? Yeah, I'd like to avoid this whole plan. Brad, at that point, you jump through the hole down to where I am, and we use that portable power saw to cut into the reinforced steel file cabinet right here. Okay, all right. I grab the dossier. Then we get pulled straight up into the helicopter and make our escape. What could possibly go wrong? We go at 1530. Well, that's too much. Can you mark it down to 14 bucks? Good luck, men. I'll see you there. And sure. Sure enough, later that day. Hello there, may I be helping you, please? Yes, I have this... Oh, almost forgot the nose filters. Yes, I have this uh, important package that I need to deliver. Please be giving it to me. I'll give it to you, all right. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That dossier sitting on your desk, the one with the name John Bell on it? Da. Um, 
That's mine. Oh, in that case, here, you'll be taking it. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> um, goodbye. Toshivanya. Well, that was a lot easier than... Oh, it... oh, that was a lot easier than I thought. Well, I'll just head back to the bad free now. Get ready for the next show. Are you sure you know how to fly this thing, Arnie? I can fly it if I can find a controller. I see this big stick sticking out of the floor. Look out for that building. Bank right. Bank right. We're not looking for a bank. We're looking for the convenience store. You're going too fast. Stop Cool, actually. It's almost time. I better start up the saw. Whoa! Brad, look out! Oh, dear. Was well, that an important part of the helicopter? Wow, this is just dandy. James Kennison over at NLCast.com. Here come the clowns. Marionettes, mostly used by weirdos, operated by strings and magic. If you've ever seen that one movie, you know it's true. Since there is sufficient distance between the puppet and those that are controlling them with their magical ways, it is perfectly acceptable to simply douse them with lighter fluid and cleanse them the old-time religion way. Hallelujah! You may wish to shout up to the operators above to warn them of possible smoke inhalation, though. That would be the kind thing to do. Um, the next kind is ventriloquist dummies, most commonly used by absolute geniuses, operated mostly by Christian clowns, illusionists, and other spiritual elite. This is the one exception to the general puppet rule. Dummies are a wonderful tool, and uh, most of the world finds them terrifying, but I can't understand that. Nothing could be further from the truth. I have just over one dozen of these amazing tools of ministry lining one corner of my sister's garage. With those frozen smiles, those eyes looking just slightly to the white, the head hanging down to the chest. They are the most friendliest looking things you ever did see. And the best part is, wait at night when I'm really quiet, they whisper ideas to me. Every Christian crown in training should acquire at least one or six of these. Um, the last puppet I could think of was bag puppets. They're mostly used by kids at VBS whose teachers have run out of real crafts to do, and they're mostly operated by boys who just wanted to bite the friends with the puppet because the, the kids are still working on them and are not done, and the bad boys want to bite them. It is sad, though, that puppet propaganda is infiltrating our children's heads at such tender ages. All you have to do is tell the children that the bags are now tainted and have become something that could be an idol in their life. And then remind them that if, you know, their hand offends them, they have to lob it off. And that'll get those kids to put them bags in the trash too sweet. Well, Miranda or Marcia, Marco Lake or whatever your name is, I hope that this answers your question. As for my prayer being tacky, I can only assume one of two things. One, you are of the devil and therefore all prayers are tacky to you. Or two, you have never heard people pray who are not actually talking to God, but whether to others in the womb. That's where I learned it from when I first got saved. It seems to be a perfectly acceptable way to get a point across to a group 
with the authority of somebody who is speaking to God. And the best part is they can't interrupt you because you're praying. You should try it sometime unless you are full of the devil. In which case you should probably find someone to talk to God for you and figure that out. Hey, check out this newcomer to the showcase, Dan McGowan. After you listen to him, you can check out his website over at danmcgowan.com. and I, I told him I'd like to play golf. He suggested I try walking the course. So I did that. I was actually surprised at how many things I had missed having not walked the course before. They got windmills, castles, clown heads, all sorts of things. No more carts for me. Once again, John Steinklobber reprises his role as Judd Whopper with special guest Jimmy David Robbins. Well, Antonio, we're here with your new business venture. I, I thought your last one would have been more successful. You get your nine degrees, it was a good idea, but the people started asking too many questions. Like what? They want to know, is it a legitimate? Of course it's not legitimate. You were paying me money for to get a new degree. So what you gonna do now? I'm gonna open Mamma Mia's lasagna stand. Wait. I've tasted your mama's lasagna, and it is terrible. What else do you have on the menu? That's uh, the only thing on the menu. How would you even be able to sell that to people? I, I mean, I wouldn't even eat that. You're not going to eat it. You're not going to eat it. Mama Mia, she made this batch specifically for you. Well, well I wouldn't want to offend your mother. That's how I'm going to sell it. Why, you little... Hush now. Here comes our first customer. Uh, I would like a grilled cheese with, uh... We don't sell that. The... You don't? No. Look at the menu. There, but... But there's only one thing on it. That's right. That's the only thing you can get. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just have a burger then. We don't have that either. Look at the menu. But, um, there, there's only one thing up there. Not the smartest tool in the shed, is he? Are uh, you calling me dumb? Well, if the shoe fits. I'm not wearing any shoes. No shoes and no shirt and no service. Get out. Here's something you may have heard before, but it's worth repeating. Hey. 
Hello? Are you tired? Why, yes, I am. Do you find yourself waking up at all hours for no good reason? I sure do. Did you know that there is a solution to your malady? Why, yes. If you'd quit calling at midnight, I'd be perfectly fine. If you need a great sandwich, you need to come to the folks who've been doing a great stuff for longer than you think. Why don't you run on down to Burger King? Why? Because we knows good food. And our great service is nothing to sneeze at. You can pick your favorite sandwich and have it done just the way you want. So don't blow it. Come on down to Burger King, where it's clear. When it comes to serving the customer boldly, we ain't yellow. Don't forget, guys, come on down to Burger King and get your famous burger with mustard and pickle and, well, that might not be mustard and that might not be pickle, but by gosh, you won't know the difference. Anyway, we knows a good burger when we see it. And here's Geriatric with Theater Economics. Anyone who's ever graced the floors of a movie theater knows that they have their own economy. It costs more to do pretty much anything. Here are several examples. Eh? Looking at a screen. Looking at a screen at home is, as well, we all know, for the most part, free. Save the price of cable every month. But for two hours, as a theater... We pay upwards of six, sometimes ten in some high-dollar places, dollars to see Flugel the French Poodle get saved by a dog catcher in a strange twist of heart. We laugh. We cry. We're laughing because of the producers of the film were idiots. We're crying because we were stupid enough to pay six bucks, ten in some high-dollar places, to see it. Then we go home which is arguably the best part of Flugel the French Poodle. Eating. I can raid the snack zone at home for, yep, that's right, free. I can go to Stormart and get my very own box of candy for a buck or less. Or I can get popcorn for the same. A large Coke is around two dollars. In theaters, you pay upwards of Three bucks for the popcorn, if large, and another five for the Coke. Better be some good Coke. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> just fooling, just fooling. Soft drinks, people, we're talking three bucks for popcorn and five for a soft drink. I drink water, but that was a buck or two itself. Well, I guess water would be the thing to drink if you wanted to get the real feel for that pirate film they have out now. I just pray I'm not paying two bucks for salty water. Restroom usage. Just fooling. You know, I'd love to get this article on Team Jadith Live, but it seems highly unlikely. I spent my last dollar on the soda, and they want eight bucks to leave. 911, what is your... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm needing the number to... Sir, this is 911, not information. Yeah, information. I need the number for... Sir, I'm trying to tell you. Well, I sure wish you would. I'm kind of in a hurry. Sir, I need to clear this line in case of... Well, could you at least give me the number for emergency services? I'm so excited. You're excited. Why are you excited? My mama, she's in... 
crowd today. Your mom is in the uh, audience? Yes, my mom is in the audience. Uh, well, which one is your mom? Is over to the right. The one in the red dress? No, 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 no. Oh, father to the right. Uh, the one in the blue dress? No, 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 no. Father, father. I don't see any. Who is it? It's the one in the beard. The one in the beard? Well, who's the other person sitting uh, next to her with a beard? That's uh, my papa. I'm uh, so proud. Wait, well, if both your mother and father had a beard, then why didn't you? I'm a the black sheep of the family. And here's this week's old-time radio moment, brought to you by the Retro Radio Podcast and Keith Healthley. Say, Phil, that number sounded a lot better than I expected. Wasn't it good, Mary? Yeah, that was swell, Phil. Oh, it was all right, but personally, I thought the boys played a little too pianissimo. Too what? Pianissimo. Too loud. <laughs> Well, even though you carry a union card, for your information, pianissimo means tall. Fortissimo is loud. Is that so? Would you like to make a little bet on that? Would I like to? I'd love to. Then you must be right. (laughs) You're darn right I'm right. You know, I didn't study music 15 years for nothing. No kidding, Jack. Did you study the violin for 15 years? I certainly did. He admits it yet. Listen, Mary. Mary, you can joke about it now, but when I was a young fella, I was torn between two loves. In fact, it was a toss-up whether I'd become a concert violinist or a comedian. I didn't know which path to take. Don't tell a finish. I'm reading the book. (laughs) That's very amusing, Mary. However, if you'd like to know the truth, the first time that I... Hey, that must be Dennis Day and his mother. Now listen, fellas, before they come in, I want to tell you something. While they're here, I want you to show me a little courtesy and respect. I'd like to get this kid started out on the right foot. Now remember that. Okay, Mr. Benny. That's more like it. Uh, there's somebody at the door, kind sir. All right, don't overdo it. Come in. Well, how do you do, Mrs. Day? How do you do? Come right in. Thank you. Come along, Dennis. Yes, yes, come in. Well, I'm glad you found the studio all right, Mr. Day. Did you take a cab like I told you to? Yes, it was a dollar sixty-five. Here's the slip. <laughs> oh, you sure walked into that one. Oh well, I don't mind. Then smile. <laughs> Mary, I'll mind my face, and you mind your business. Oh, Mrs. Day, I want you to meet the members of my cast. This is Mary Livingston, Don Wilson, and Phil Harris. How do you do? How, How do you do, Mr. Day? How do you do, Mr. Day? And this is her little boy, Dennis. Say hello to the people, Dennis. Hello to the people. Oh, fine. <laughs> well, naturally, Mary, he's a little nervous, aren't you, Dennis? Am I, Mother? Certainly not. Oh. Now, Dennis, I want you to feel right at home here. After all, we're, I know you must be a little bit nervous. We're all your friends, and we, we want to help you in every possible way. I'm indeed grateful, Mr. Benny. That's sweet. And now, Mrs. Day. Yes? Hmm. <laughs> How can a basso profundo like that have a tenor for a son? <laughs> Now, Mrs. Day, I realize this being Dennis's first time here that you're not aware of our schedule. You see, we have a very definite starting time. You have? Yes. We do our first broadcast at exactly 4 o'clock Pacific time and our repeat broadcast at precisely 8.30. Now, is that clear? Perfectly. And when is payday? (laughs) 
payday? That's not so definite. Miss Livingston, please. Oh, he'll get paid, Mrs. Day. Don't worry about that. Now, Dennis, I think that about covers everything. That's all there is, and that's all you have to know. You're here to sing, so just be on time and do your best. Now, are there any questions? Yes. When do I get some funny lines? Funny lines? I don't know how you feel, bub. <laughs> Phil, you complain once more, and you'll be known as the silent maestro. Now, Dennis, uh, Dennis, what song have you selected for your debut on our Jell-O program? I'm going He's to going to sing a delightful new number called Good Night, My Beautiful. It's becoming very popular. Yes, I know. It's a grand number. Now, before you sing, Dennis, I thought our audience would like to know something more. Uh, know your age. How old are you? Fifty-nine, including mother. <laughs> well, that's not what I meant, Dennis. How old are you by yourself? Dennis is just nineteen. Nineteen. Well, nineteen from fifty-nine. That makes you forty, doesn't it, Mrs. Day? I'll take that. <laughs> take it. You snapped at it. <laughs> now, just one more question, Dennis. Um, where is your home? That is, where were you born? Dennis was born in Cairo, Illinois. Oh, Cairo, eh? Whoops, an Egyptian. <laughs> Bill, the boy was born in Cairo, Illinois, not Egypt. Well, a comedian like me overlooks them details. <laughs> I'd like to catch you overlooking the Grand Canyon someday. <laughs> now, go ahead, Dennis. We're all waiting and anxious to hear your song. Now, uh, this is the microphone. How do you do? <laughs> ah, you are nervous, aren't you? But go right ahead. You're having a thing to worry about. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for his first song on the Jell-O program... Dennis Day will sing Good Night, My Beautiful from George White's Candle. Take it, my boy. Now remember, Dennis, breathe deeply. Yes, Mother. Don't forget the words. No, Mother. Come here, let me fix your tie. Oh, don't bother, Mrs. Day. You know this isn't television. You're quite fortunate, Mr. Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Mrs. Day. Very good. Sing, Dennis. Oh, boy, I'd love to give her a hot foot. Have a good day, and remember, laughter, it's a really good medicine. Be sure to go to bit.ly slash funny community to join our funny community. Comment on episodes and who knows what else. That's bit.ly slash funny community.